This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are we supposed to get married? I'm going to just swipe left. I just want somebody to share my life with. Online dating is the most efficient way to find somebody that you are compatible with. You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you watch me on the Drew Barrymore Show, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Hey, 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 lovers. Welcome to another exciting episode of Dates and Mates. Okay, we're going to start with a pop quiz. Are you using all of the available tools to find your match? So we know about dating apps. We talked recently about meeting somebody at a singles party. Uh, We've talked about letting your friends set you up. But have you tried flirting on Instagram? Okay, I know that last one may feel a little bit forward, but with so much of our time spent online these days, it actually makes sense. Even still, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And that's why my guest today is the perfect person to be joining us. She and her boyfriend have been together for over a year, and it all started with a casual DM that she sent. Look at us, breaking gender roles, trying new ways of making connections. This is going to be a very enlightening and hopefully also inspiring show. Joy Ofodu, my guest, is a celebrated voice actor and the host of Dating Unsettled. She'll be sharing her IG love story and her top tips for how you can use Instagram to find your match. But first, mm, I'm serving up a hot dish for you. How to fall in love when you don't speak the same language. And then later in Dear Demona, I'll answer this question. Is there ever an appropriate time to discuss exclusivity? Hmm. All right, open your heart and your translation app because it's time to dish. These dating dish. The Atlantic shows us how to fall in love when you don't even speak the same language. The article author, Faith Hill, no, not that Faith Hill, another Faith Hill, she spoke to many different couples all around the globe who were in relationships with someone who had a different native tongue. And in many cases, the couples didn't even really speak one another's language now. And you may be asking, uh, how does that even work, Demona? <laughs> like, if you can't have a real-time conversation with someone then how does a relationship even blossom? How do you know what one another is saying? Well, again, technology is the answer to most questions. (laughs) It is the answer for us here. There are so many translators and language learning resources. There's Duolingo. I just discovered in researching the story, I have a translator app on my iPhone. I didn't even know that. A lot of times I'll ask Siri to translate things for me. They don't have every every single 
language available, but there are all these tools right now that can make it possible for people to have conversations, even though they may be speaking different languages. But beyond that, what this article points out is that much of our communication is nonverbal. So, you know, we talk a lot on the show about flirting and how to how to get the, the point across that you're interested in someone. I, t- I talk about setting it up, S-E-T, smile, eye contact, touch. Nowhere did I just mention language. Nowhere did I mention what you should say to get that person interested in you. All of those three things are nonverbal communication styles, right? So we can kind of be interested in someone, we can get a sense of somebody beyond just the specific words that they're saying. And interestingly, some of the couples that they interviewed in this article felt that the language barrier actually helped relieve the typical weirdness of a first date. Because, you know, we talked a few weeks ago about pauses. (laughs) If you need your app to translate for you, you're going to have an awkward pause. But it's only awkward if you make it awkward. And in this case, it's not awkward at all because it's functional. There's something happening in that space. There were a lot of pros that I identified from this article. Research has shown that people high in open-mindedness and social initiative seem to feel more at ease in multilingual relationships. If people are more worriers, then they may be concerned that language obstacles are insurmountable. But speaking different languages, it actually can bring out different sides of your personality. Some of the couples that they spoke to said that they they feel different when they're speaking to their partner in their native language, if they've learned that language, even just a few words. But beyond that, some long-term partners even develop what they called couple tongue. It's their own unique lexicon that incorporates multiple languages. So it's like literally your own love language. You develop your own way of speaking to one another. And having different languages actually can benefit you when you have moments of conflict. Because in arguments, a language barrier, according to this article, can give partners some much-needed emotional distance and slow them down. I've also talked about that on the show before. If you're in a relationship and you're having a conflict, just getting that space you may need to have a moment to regroup. And if you have to be more careful about the words that you're selecting in a conflict, as everyone should be, but if you are forced to do that because of having different languages, it does create that space and slow down the emotional reaction automatically. Now, there were some challenges But, you know, I look at all challenges as opportunities. You know, there's cultural differences. Some cultures interpret silence in conversation as comfort, while others may interpret the lack of talking as conflict. So you need to get on the same page about that. Just the phrase, I love you, it actually means something different in different cultures. And you may find this if you speak multiple languages, that when you are translating, sometimes it's not a direct translation. The context is really important. I actually have a friend who does ESL, sign language, and she's taught me also that so much of what she's conveying, it's it's emotional. It's not just a word-to-word translation. It is how the sign is given. 
or in the case of another language, how the word is said or the context in which it's being used that helps you know the right word to choose and the right way to say it. So the phrase, I love you, is used more casually in English than in translation in some other languages. So, you know, you may be you may be leaning in a little a little too much if you're early on the relationship. You just need to kind of take into consideration the entire um, context of what you're saying when there's a language barrier. So if you're thinking of starting a relationship with someone who speaks a different language, here's a hot tip from this article. You can use a lingua franca. That means a bridge language. That is a third option that is neither party's first language, and it may help a couple to stand on more footing so that it's not it's not one of your native tongues. You're both having to, to make the effort to learn something new and communicate in that language. You're both meeting each other halfway. So many times we we tell ourselves what we want in a relationship and what we think we need. And a lot of times we put up these invisible barriers that we don't even consider what would happen if we crossed them. And yet with dating apps, our world, our dating pool has been opened up. And we'll be talking to Joy today about how Instagram can open up your dating pool. One of the couples in this article met online and they connected and didn't even realize because one person was using a translator within the app, they didn't even realize they didn't speak the same language until they finally met in person after they had been chatting for a while online. And then it turned out they had so much in common, but the language. They just didn't speak the same language and they found a way to make it work. So this is your weekly reminder to open your mind and to consider all of the options and it might be someone in another country it might be someone right down the street who speaks a different language and it might take a little bit more effort to learn a new language or to meet them halfway or to understand a different culture but again if this is your person if you're perfectly aligned and the language is the only thing that may be standing in the way I just encourage you to say, what if? What would happen if you put that aside and you took a leap of faith? When we come back, Joya Fodu, the host of Dating Unsettled, will be here to share her IG love story and tips for you to spark your own. All right, lovers, I got to tell you something. I shared this with my newsletter subscribers last week, but I have some good news and I have some bad news. Okay, so the bad news is I will not be hosting another round of the Dating Accelerator live program. I told you all this in January. No one believed me. <laughs> no, a lot of people believed me. We had a great group, but we learned a lot from that program. And one thing that I learned is that a lot of people wanted to take the course, but they had challenges. They had budgetary challenges. They had time constraints. And they weren't ready to say yes back then the last time we hosted this Dating Accelerator live program. So I went back to the lab with my team, with my VIP coach Marquise, and with producer Lindsay and my assistant Scotty, and we figured out something that's going to work 
for all of you. So here's the good news. And then I have some really good news I'll tell you in a second. The good news is that now for the first time ever, the Dating Accelerator program, my signature program, is available in a self-led format. So this means that you can pace it out. You don't have to take 10 weeks as those who did it live did with me. You can do it on your own time, on your own schedule, and you can learn the ways to implement all of the things that we talk about on the show. You actually can develop a dating plan that's going to work for you. You can identify which of the five dating loops that you're getting stuck in, and you can figure out how to fine-tune your dating approach so that you can be a more confident dater. You can meet more people who are at your level, who have the potential for the relationship that you really want and that you really deserve. And you can do it all with less time, less effort, and less stress. Look, I've been doing this for over 15 years. I've been helping people find love online and off, and I've condensed everything that I know into an easy-to-follow, self-led program. You don't have to take my word for it. I have tons of testimonials on the website, videos you can watch, pictures you can see, feedback you can read, so that you know this is the right choice for you right now. So when I did the Dating Accelerator program live, it was at a price point of $12.97. And I know that wasn't something that everyone could do. So I wanted to create something for you, for my Dates and Mates listeners, that even if you didn't have the finances to do that program, you could still do a program that will get you started and that will get you results. So I'm offering this program for just $4.97. Now, I told you there was going to be great news coming. Here's the great news. If you put in the code DATES100, the first nine Dates and Mates listeners to register for this program will get a cool $100 off. All you do is go to thedatingsecret.com and enter the code DATES100 at checkout. If you're one of the first nine people to buy, then voila, that price drops from $4.97 down to $3.97 for you. So this is my signature offering, and I really created this based on feedback from you and the people who've taken this program in the past. This is so that I can get you on the road to the relationship you want when you want it. You don't have to wait until the fall to get started. You don't have to wait until January when I start a new round. You can do something about your dating life today. Hello, lovers. I just have to tell you how HelloFresh has changed my life. Some things you should know about me by now. One, I'm a total foodie. Two, I'm crazy busy. I know we all are, but man, I'm like traveling to New York to shoot the Drew Barrymore show, running my kids around town for extracurricular activities. I'm making this show for you. And number three, I rarely have time to cook, let alone meal plan. My life does not slow down at all, but especially not over the summer. We're in a new season. We're trying to have a hot girl summer. And I mean, I know I'm not alone. Figuring out what's for dinner is not at the top of anyone's summer activity wish list. HelloFresh delivers mouthwatering chef-crafted recipes and fresh ingredients to your door so you can spend your summer doing, well, whatever you want, as long as it includes dating. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Whatever you want actually. And no matter your lifestyle, you'll always find delicious recipes on the HelloFresh menu like pescatarian and veggie. 
You can even swap proteins and sides to make a recipe just how you like it. So if you have multiple meal preferences in your home like mine, everyone can get something that they like. And that is why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. I love it because in addition to saving time and money, I love making meals with my husband. It is a perfect bonding activity, and eating meals together is even sweeter when it's something that we both put our heart into. All right, I'll stop being corny and gushing over my man because I want you to get your match and make a meal with them. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash DatesAndMates16 and use the code DatesAndMates16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. I know, what a deal. That's HelloFresh.com slash DatesAndMates16 and use the code DatesAndMates16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Check out that link in the show notes. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Joya Fodu is a creative executive and voice actor whose voice can be heard in her partnerships with HBO Max. Now just Max, I know. Adult Swim, Netflix, Refinery29, Meta, Credit Karma, DirecTV, and so much more. But here's the deal. She has drawn over 30 million views to her original digital comedy content and countless more to inclusion-centered global marketing campaigns at Instagram. And Joy is also the host of the fabulous podcast, Dating Unsettled. Please give big smooches to Joy Ofodu. Max. Lower your yep, cause I'm worth it. Love the way I put it on so perfect. Lip gloss was my song. I truly believe that if I had gloss on, I would attract boys. If they, little mama made it so clear of a case. Lip gloss is popping. Lip gloss is cool. Standing at my locker. They chase me after school, so I followed the recipe. <laughs> and here you are. Here and you here are I am. Hosting your own dating podcast, putting out some amazing content on Instagram and all over the world. So give us the sauce, Joy. <laughs> all okay. Right, get us up to speed. First of all, what's happening? What's happening in, in these dating streets? The streets, it's summer. Um, it's, it's a season. I don't care if people say it's spring, it's fall. No, whenever, you're, whenever you are listening to this, even if you listen to it next year, it's summer, okay? You're outside. The sun is shining. It is a world of possibility. There are a lot of people pissing in the dating pool. <laughs> right? People say there's pee in the pool. I'm a firm believer that the people who are peeing in the pool are not the people who are bad daters or inexperienced daters, but it's the people who are speaking about dating as if it's some Sisyphean task. There's no end to it. It's impossible. It's icky. And you're never going to find love. Those people are pissing. I do not want you to drink the piss. Okay. I want... <laughs> I want you to piss magic into the pool. Um, I believe that right now when it comes to dating, Online dating, unpopular opinion. I'm gonna make some people mad. Online dating is the best, quickest, most efficient way to find somebody that you are compatible with on multiple fronts that you can actually kind of control. And I think that it's an exciting way 
to connect to people that you wouldn't normally. So the streets are open. It's summer. <laughs> we outside. And I think that love, love is out there for anyone who's listening. See, this is what I love about you. You have a positive outlook on dating and you you love to give actionable advice on your podcast. Uh, you're not going to get any conflict from me in saying that online dating is where it's popping because that's how I met my husband. That's how I've helped thousands of people over the last 15 plus years that I've been doing this to find love. It's the most powerful tool in your dating toolbox is what I like to say. And I want to hear your thoughts on online dating and why why specifically if you're speaking of dating apps why that can be a big game changer but honestly joy i look at online dating as the entire ecosystem of your online life and i know you do too you're very active on instagram and there's people out here that are like i'm not here for the dating apps but they're posting Mm -hmm. and they're on instagram and they're following you and they're following me and they're getting all this content And I see that there's an opportunity that may be getting missed. What do you think about what's happening? Is is it going down in the DMs, girl? It is. Yo Gotti is correct. He was a a prophesizer. He was a seer. He had a third eye. And he's right. It is still going down in the DMs. I met my boyfriend currently now of like over a year on Instagram. Like that's the first place that I messaged him. I was feeling bold, brave, and I don't know what got into me. But I decided to shoot him a DM and I was like, hey, if you're ever in the East Bay, hit me up. (laughs) I cringe now when I think that I told a man, hit me up. And like that man ended up being my romantic partner. But it worked because I approached him as a friend casually with no expectations. I wasn't pitching him a sales pitch. I wasn't hedging it like, hey, if you don't want to, that's okay, fine. You know, I came in strong and I came in confident and casual and cute. And I said, if you're ever around, hit me up. He responded pretty quickly and said, I definitely will. Where are you from? That's the first thing he ever said to me, right? I will. Where are you from? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And that opened up. We got to unpack this whole thing, Joy. Okay. 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 So you're in the Bay. I'm in the East Bay area. And you connected with your guy on, on Instagram. Yes, because his Instagram was connected to his dating profile. So just like many of the people who might be listening, I was getting a little bit tired of sending that first message on dating profiles. Or so I said, let me just go to his Instagram, see like who he really is. And I decided to message him there first. And it ended up being crazy effective. (laughs) Oh, okay. This is valuable information here, Joy. Because this isn't just a, um, a wild DM. This is a sort of curated DM. Interestingly... I I actually have my clients unlink their Instagram from their dating profile. Okay. Why? Well, kind of for the reason that you just said. (laughs) Because (laughs) they're going to get stalked by a beautiful Nigerian person. (laughs) (laughs) No, they should be so lucky. But no, because (laughs) it's additional information. And so sometimes, sometimes it's too much to take in. And then you start, because people will do that. They'll go and start to research and I yeah. love that you found information that on on his Instagram that made you want to DM and made you more more interested in him. A lot of times what happens with my clients is the opposite. Like they find a reason to say no. They find something and they're like out of context. I don't know about this guy. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. I literally just saw a, a post on um on social the other day of a friend who was like she got this one piece of information that the guy had not seen 
any Marvel movies. Okay. And she was like, no. They went on a date. She was like, it was a great date, but I thought I met my husband, but he hasn't seen any Marvel movies, so it cannot be. Oh. And I just, Joy, it just crushes me. But come on, come on, baby. Come on, baby. We could take him to Disney Plus. Right? We could have a movie marathon. I'm 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 kind of exhausted by this idea that like finding the perfect match for you is someone who does all the same things as you, shares the same interests, has the same friends, eats in the same place, wears the same clothes. Like this man that ended up being my partner, we had zero mutual friends, Demono. In fact, our first video conversation, we weren't even in the same state. Like how I matched with him, like order of operations was. I was on vacation and on a certain hour, I decided to open up the dating app still here in California, swiped, thought nothing of it. Oh, he's cute. Left it alone. We matched and I hadn't said anything yet. I started perusing the profile. And again, I was like, oh, he's at least an hour and away, hour and a half. But what do I have to lose? So that's why I then took control of the conversation and said, if you're ever in the East Bay, hit me up, right? If you ever want to hang out when you come to my area, then like, so be it. Okay. This was on Instagram. Break it yeah. down. Break us down the timeline now. Okay. So you so you sent the message. You said, if you're ever in the East Bay, he says, so where are you? Where are you at? You respond. Yep. This is How? On, on March on March 9th. Okay. I need. And what 143, time? Okay. One, okay. This is scary. You're going to freak out. 1.43 p.m., which is 1.43 is actually like a code for I love you. Which is so scary because I didn't know that I sent it at that time. And one of my followers pointed it out like, Joy, you sent you sent this DM. So at 1.43 on March 9th, I said, hey, from, and I just like waved and said like the dating app that I was on. So I'm not scaring him. I'm letting him know why I'm contacting him, right? And he goes, if you come, I said, I said, if you come through the East Bay, hit me. <laughs> I didn't even say up, Devota. I said, hit me, exclamation sure. point. He, res- he responded on March 9th at 7.36 p.m. Hi, I will for sure. Where are you from? And like that kicked off our entire conversation relationship. So like on Instagram, my tip here for anybody that's like looking to form a DM, keep it short, keep it sweet, keep it cute, keep it casual. You don't necessarily, you know, there was no compliment in what I was saying to him. I didn't have to talk about his physical presence or anything I saw in the profile. I just said, hey, it's me from this app that you and I matched on. If you're ever around, like, let's hang out. And it was that simple. Okay, that's valuable info. So you did you did reference that you saw him first on the app. Yes, so that I didn't freak him out. <laughs> and now knowing who he is, that would have totally scared him. Yeah. And so this turned into a cute and quick date set. Like, okay, why don't we meet up on maybe the 20th at blah, blah, blah. Really funny. Both of us missed the date. Uh, what do you mean? I, I was... I was going out with other people at the time. You know, I believe in, you know, keeping your options open, swiping, et cetera. I had a professional life. I was also in school, graduate school. I had a personal life. For whatever reason, and very uncharacteristic of me, we kind of missed the date. I think I was aware that it was happening, but we hadn't set any date time. So I just let it go into the universe. I was very, very chill in this season of dating. I'm not always this way. And same thing for him. Busy guy you know, not really intentionally looking for a romantic relationship, just like connecting with people. He missed it. So because both of us missed it, he now messaged me and said, I am so sorry. Uh, Can we get on FaceTime? So I was like, that's cute. All right, sure. 
I, Demona, I didn't care. <laughs> you got to release some of these things when you're dating. Every single match feels like the one and it's so intense. And if you don't make it with this person, you get so distraught and da da da, and you want to write them an angry paragraph. I just said, all right, hopped on the FaceTime and it was a beautiful conversation. Okay. There's a couple things I just want to highlight in what you just said that are working for me. <laughs> now I'm tell now me, I'm inserting myself into your relationship. But I I want to highlight these for our listeners cuz I also get a lot of a lot of messages asking should I give somebody a chance if they miss a date? And I don't know what's going on. We we're talking about cleaning up these dating streets. The flaking and the ghosting is rampant and it is. it's really it's it was really bad prior to the pandemic and then Things got a little bit better because everybody was at home. was like, oh, I need something to do. And then now it seems to have come back actually kind of worse than ever. But I feel like folks are really quick to just be like, well, that person canceled or they missed the date and they're they're out of my life forever. But I feel like there is probably a little gray area here where we can give folks a little bit of grace. and. Yep. What is that? Is there what is that line? Is there a rule for you on how to know if somebody's like jerking you around and how to know if you should give somebody another chance? I have a couple rules or schemas that work for me, but I was bending them, breaking them, changing them all the time. And I highly recommend people who are dating to do the same. Like rules that work for you for date number one through five of being single may not apply to dates 10 through 28, may not apply to 28 to 39. Just keep switching it up. Um, For me, it was like staying on the balls of my feet, checking in with myself and my intuition. How do I feel about this message that I received? How do I feel about this person's absence? Did it feel intentional or accidental? Uh, Did they contact me to rectify the situation first? Or did I need to reach out? When I did reach out, what was the response? I think you just have to take it case by case. If you find yourself turning to the internet or Googling, is it okay for someone to, or asking message boards of women what they think, baby, I think you need to turn it to yourself. These people are not in your relationship. They're not dating you. If I I went to any friend and say, hey, this, this man set a date with me, then missed it. A lot of those friends would just say, yeah, screw him. Like little did they know that was like a huge love of my life, right? Like I'm dating him now. It's been over a year and we're madly, healthily in love. Yeah. So, and and his friends could have said the same about me. Like this girl didn't contact me even though we had set a date. What should I do? Friends could have been like, man, forget it. She's not that interested. When I was actually very interested. So Mm -hmm. my rule, I know this is frustrating. My rule is checking with yourself and how you feel, but throw away the rules. And that's to me like all what dating unsettled is about. It's like take your rule book, take your code, toss it, be willing to develop and iterate on a new one. This Instagram message that I sent went against a lot of rules of being in your feminine and delicate. No, we don't and do being that position, here. Positioned for a man to approach you and you should posture yourself so that he. Okay. No. So yeah, I'm going to sit like a ch- China doll on the show. Absolutely not. <laughs> I messaged the man. He thought I was cute. I thought he was cute. We kept it cute. Throughout this conversation on FaceTime that we had after the missed date, mutually missed date, uh, realized that he was out of state. He was not looking for a serious relationship, like serious romantic relationship. He also wasn't looking for casual. He just wanted to make friends. 
Have you ever met a fine Christian law-abiding, employed, well-to-do man that's just like, I just want to make friends? Well, yeah. I was so confused. He's in high demand, honey. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. He wasn't going out on dates. So I was very confused. A, why are you on a dating app when you don't necessarily want to date? He was just in a space in his life where he was looking for human connection and the dating app was the vehicle. Normally, as like a type A dater, if you've heard anything of the tips I've given on my pod, that would frustrate me. I would have crossed him off immediately. But instead, I was like, okay, this guy's cute. He's funny. I've got other people that I'm seeing. He's probably got other things he's doing. And I don't know him from Sam. What does it hurt? to keep him as a contact on Instagram? What does it hurt to send or receive a funny reel or message or prayer every once in a while? And that's exactly what we did. So we stayed in touch, even though he lived out of state. He would send me funny memes. I would send him voice notes on Instagram. I know how to get him with my voice, Demona. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, you're a performer, so you you obviously know how to use what you got. But I'm a big fan of the voice, which is also why... The second thing I was going to comment on is the fact that you did a FaceTime date. Yes. Because I think that's really important to at least hear someone's voice, but maybe even see their face before you go and meet them in person. Because that's why we're just putting out all this effort and all this effort. And we're not, we're not, we're getting depleted, right? But that hearing that voice and having a synchronous real-time communication is you need to do it. a really important step. So talk to me about the voice as far as uh, as the DMs and, and voice notes back and forth are concerned, because I think that is a really hot tip, and I hope people are taking notes. Yes. I think there's something about the power of the human voice, and we saw this with the boom of social audio, especially during the pandemic. Now that we're out of it, we've seen other apps, including Hinge, right, begin to deliberately incorporate voice notes on the profile. If you can message someone and leave a voice note, whether it's Bumble, iMessage, Instagram, Hinge, whatever dating platform, texting platform, or audio, it just, it tickles the soul right? Hearing a smooth, and it doesn't have to be smooth, but a smooth or quirky or serious or high pitch or sultry voice. It just connects you so much to that person. And I think it kind of simulates what you would be experiencing on the date before you even get there without giving them like the full plate. So it's a teaser. It's romantic. It's exciting. Um, it's funny. And I find that the guys for whom like I would leave notes and they would leave me voice notes or who I'd been on a call with, they would just stand out from my entire pool. Hearing someone's voice is hard to deny. I know I'm a voice actor, so I'm a little biased. But for me, that was a great way to connect. Uh, to your point, I did not sit down to a date, a mini golf, a drive-in movie without FaceTiming this person first, whether that's on the dating app itself, um, through Instagram, if they didn't feel like giving out their phone number, or doing it with their number. I need to see you and hear you in real time. This helped me figure out, one, do we have an awkward dynamic <laughs> between, between the two of us? And not just awkward because we just met each other, but like truly, wait, we don't have chemistry. It's like a, you know, taste test of the chemistry. Also, are you lying? <laughs> when you said you're 27, are you really 39? Like I, I learned some things by meeting and seeing the person in real time. With my current boyfriend, what I learned was... Wait, he's even cuter than his Instagram photos were showing. He's funny. He is who he says he is. Um, He's a little soft-spoken and shy. 
which I appreciate, but also confident. And I could just, it's so silly, but like, even in the way he held the phone, you know, even in the way he's showing things in his background, he's not hiding. He's not scrunched up in the corner. He's not in the dark. Let me see, you know, full face spent over an hour with me on that first FaceTime call. And that was fun. And again, he wasn't even really in the place of dating. So it's funny that it was such a romantic experience for me, but just a really pleasant experience for him. Oh, the that. timeline from there, it it's funny and and I think really wholesome. It was after our FaceTime call, he said, can I message you from time to time? You know, even though we wouldn't like date, whatever. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Demona's so dismissive. <laughs> I was like, Whatever. <laughs> He sends me prayers. He checks in on me. He responds to my stories. Um, I do the same thing for him. I send him memes of like, I know he's into soccer. He's from Cameroon. I'm sending like travel videos to him. And we just kept each other at the top of that like Instagram, you know, story tray and reply by just consistently sending each other messages. This would be maybe once a month for six months. And then finally on that sixth month, I was like, I can't take it anymore. Like, I would love to meet you. And he had said the same thing. He's like, I wish I could take you out. And so I put myself in his area. Huh. I booked a round trip ticket on Southwest and I surprised him. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be in your city. And I flew out and I said, if you want to meet me, cool. If you don't, there's no pressure. I got other things to do, but I would just love to see you. And he laughed for five minutes straight. <laughs> and then he planned six dates for me in the span of a weekend. Oh, my God. That was a huge leap of faith. Yeah, I guess. But I also felt that, I, you know, people are very bitter, resentful about what they invest financially, spiritually, and time-wise into the dating process. And I think that happens when you take dating and you make it more important than your life, as opposed to integrating it into your life. Dating is an activity. It should happen alongside your major development, progress, growth, milestones. You don't need to put your life on hold. And when I went out there that weekend booking that trip, I stayed in a place in an Airbnb that I thought was really cute, <laughs> that I was comfortable in, that I would have a, a relaxing weekend in. I spoke to students. So I had like a gig. I was getting paid to do work. You know, it was my life. But it was posturing myself in the place of this guy who had expressed interest in me. So I made it easy. And I think women shouldn't be afraid to do that. I think we have a fear that if we make ourselves accessible or easier, blah, 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 that men will give up on the chase. Personally, Demona, I don't want to date somebody that would be bored <laughs> by having access to me. Yeah. <laughs> My ideal relationship is someone who has frequent access to me. I'm physically around. I'm on the phone. I'm loving on them. I'm affirming them. So I'm not going to set up some sort of weird HR benefits package point system where you earn more access to me as you grow in the company. This this is not that. If you if you want me, I'm here. And it really worked for us. Four months after that first date, we committed to a relationship. Oh, I love that story. There's so much in what you've shared that is inspiring. And, and I hope it's getting our listeners to think differently about whatever these rules are that they've taken in, even if they're my rules, TBH, because so, like sometimes I'll say something on this podcast, like I have a three date rule or I say, you know, do a phone call before the date or, or you know, say like set up a time for them to call. And if they don't call, that's that should tell you something. But I, I, I love how you have 
a bit of flexibility in that to also use your intuition because I'm really big on using your intuition to know when something is like an F you, you ghosted me or you stood me up for this date. And when something is a, let me have compassion for you as a human that you made this mistake and you're human. Now mm-hmm. I see you're, you're a real human. You're not a robot. And what can we build from here? What can we learn from this experience? There's, there's so much nuance in that. But Joy, I got to give these folks like some hard, I know you're all about actionable dating advice. Let's go into Let's like hardcore IG flirting hacks. All right. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to hack away. What is notes trapping, Joy? <laughs> okay. I think you could trap them with a little note. So on Instagram, uh, when you go to your direct messages and you see those circles just above your message tray, you'll see that people are leaving little notes, right? Almost like a status update, right? WhatsApp has something similar. You can trap them by leaving a little inviting note, something like, I looked way too cute to be inside today. And just make sure that you're following him or her and they're following you and they might just respond to that note. Or you can be even more direct. Oh, I love directness. Leave a note on your Instagram and it'll be up for 24 hours. That note could say something like, need to get out and dance. Who's down? And then they will respond to you and you have the choice and the option. If somebody that you don't want to respond responds, you could be like, oh, I already have a dance partner. Thanks. Or change of plans, but thanks for reaching out. doesn't matter. But it's just you leaving a beautiful, inviting, healthy <laughs> little trap uh, for somebody to reach out and approach you via notes. Oh my gosh. So you can do that on notes. Another good way to do it is stories. So this is just you keeping 24 hours, like little updates or insights of what's going on in your life. Show us what you like to drink your favorite snacks, flowers that you enjoy, live the life that you would already live, but make sure that you're keeping in mind, hey, someone who's romantically interested in me might respond. If you're a Marvel movie lover, then do reviews, you know what I mean, of Guardians of the Galaxy and let them chime in. Oh. And then I think you can you can find love that way. This is genius. You're reverse engineering it. You're like creating an online meet cute by already posting on what they're interested in. Girl... Okay, I, that's good. And then you also talk about adding your crush to your close friends list. Okay, so on Instagram, there's a list of close friends. And it's not exactly what it means because often people use close friends for people that they're like romantically or casually interested in. It's a list that you design and curate of accounts on Instagram that you want to send special messages to. Only your close friends will see when you post to the close friend's story. If you create a note and you say close friends only, only close friends will see that. So the way to add somebody is to go into your settings, your close friends, or click on that person's account and add to close friends. You could do this. Ooh, you could do this for five to seven guys that you're dating <laughs> and add them to close friends. And when you have a particularly cute picture, you know what I'm saying? Everything's sitting where it needs to sit. You can post it to stories and hit close friends. When they do see that story, it's going to appear for them in a special green ring on their stories tray. And they will be informed that, ooh, she's sending this just to me and her close friends. So it's a way. They don't know how many people are on the list, but they know that you're sending them a special little message. So this is a subtle flirtation. You don't have to be scared. They could ignore the close friend story or engage with it. But to me, that's like a 
direct, indirect way of almost sending someone like a love gram. Like you're sending them a little pigeon with a letter and that letter is colored green. And it's like, this is just for you. Whoa. Okay. Mind blown. Like actually did not know that at all. So (laughs) this is, this is really juicy. What about people get so caught up, Joy, in what do I say? Like everybody wants to be a comedian, be funny like you and be clever. And they're like, Demona, just like, give me what is the line? What is the pickup line? But Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess that you don't have one specific line. And that also we get so focused on the words. I'm a big fan of memes and gifts and like mm-hmm. and, and non-text messaging and i imagine based on what i've seen on your instagram you are too yeah i would say that the only rule would be don't just say hey <laughs> don't just say hey or hi and it's not that it's impossible to hook them with hey or hi but we've heard this from guys and i think it is important to honor the things that they express about dating you know whether we find it annoying or commonly iterated You'll hear a lot of guys say, I don't feel like a girl who's sending me hey or hi is putting in the effort and I don't want to reach out. And I think women could express the same in reverse, right? Oh, they do. They say that all the time. (laughs) Right? I don't want hey or hi. So, so baby, don't send hey or hi. Don't, don't do the things. Don't be the dater that you wouldn't want to date. What I'm unsettled by, (laughs) dating unsettled, what I'm unsettled by is the idea again that all we have to do as women is the bare minimum to get a guy who's going to give us the absolute maximum. I think that that plays destructively into a gender role that is only going to keep us back instead of advance us forward. Um, People believe that because of pay inequity and and gender inequities that, well, since men are reaping so much and we're reaping so little, we should do a lot less and they should give us more. I just don't think that that's actionable. I don't think it turns the tides. So even when it comes to a DM, (laughs) you can still keep it simple, but do so in a way that you would want to be approached. Do so in a way that you feel would make him feel flattered, that you're interested in him, that would make him curious. It's okay to create a little romance for men. It's okay to create a little special that it is something's going to get them tingle in their tummy. (laughs) I just, I I think that we, we underestimate how genuinely soft and vulnerable and human guys can be on dating apps. We make them the enemy when we swipe and swipe and swipe and it doesn't work out. And we go, oh yeah, like men, dating apps. It's a dating golden rule, right? Do unto others. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to get what you put out. And if you mentally say that, that this won't work for me, guess what? It won't work for you. If you say all guys are animals, you will only meet animals. Right. So, but if you say there's a great guy out there for me, you will begin to walk and talk and message them that way. So first DM format, short and sweet, no more than two, three lines. If you, you know, if you want a rule book, if you need a guide and you're getting sick of my, my (laughs) open-ended possibilities, send something that says, Hey, hi, you know, introduce yourself. You know, it's me from blah, 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 or I'm Caitlin and you don't know me. Right. And then Drop something, anything, a direct invite, a question. I'd love to know, are you open to dating? It's so simple. Thank you so much for joining me, Joy. 
You need to be following Joy on Instagram for more dating tips and a good laugh, too. She is at Joy Ofodu, J-O-Y-O-F-O-D-U. And you can listen to Dating Unsettled wherever you're listening to Dates and Mates right now. The links will be in the show notes. In a moment, I'll be back to answer this familiar listener question. When is the right time to consider exclusivity? Well, the right time for us to talk about it is right after this. In case you can't tell from last week's episode, I love, love, love your questions. It helps me understand what challenges you're going through and to know what kind of content, which guests, what information you need to help you on your dating journey. So thank you. Thank you for continuing to trust me with your love advice, for sending in your questions, and for being a loyal listener of Dates and Mates. All right, let's get on with it. Dear Demona. Demona, help me. This one is a DM from a listener named Sean. Sean asks, who should ask if the relationship is official or exclusive, the man or the woman? Also, in your episode with Lauren Zoller, you said not to put all the eggs in the basket until 60 to 90 days. Does that mean that the two should not think about being exclusive until at least three months? Thanks. See, I love getting your questions because it helps me clarify I, you know, I talk a lot on the show. <laughs> it's just me and a mic in my garage in an audio booth that I built during the pandemic um, and producer Lindsay uh, across the miles on the screen. So sometimes I don't know how you're interpreting what I'm saying unless I get feedback from you. So I love getting feedback as well as questions. And this is a little bit of both. Let me clarify something. I said in the episode with Lauren Zollard not to put all of your eggs in the basket right away. And then I also mentioned that most of my clients land on exclusivity in the 60 to 90 day window. Does that mean that you may be an outlier and that you might after a month be like, yeah, I want to be exclusive with this person? No, that that absolutely could be your reality. I have tons and tons of clients that I could tell you about who've gone through the Dating Accelerator program with me, gotten absolute clarity on what they're looking for so that they know how to, how to source, how to find the right dates, how to screen, how to get to the right people. And then it truncates that courtship window because they're not wasting their time with all the time wasters. They're just getting right to the good ones. And that maybe you. If you've been listening to Dates and Mates for a while and you feel like you have clarity, I I don't want to plant any doubt. I don't want you second guessing or playing games, being like, well, honey, we need to wait until 90 days because Demona said, no, Demona did not say that, Sean. (laughs) And anyone who thinks, Demona did not say that. I give you parameters based on historical data. I've been coaching singles for now it's been about almost 17 years when I started writing dating profiles. So I've seen a lot of relationships and a lot of dating and and courtship cycles. I know I like saying courtship. I know it's kind of old fashioned, but I like saying it. So I've seen that play out many, many times. And you've got to find the sweet spot. For some people, it's shorter. For some people, it's longer. I'll say, you don't want to go too long because if you don't have some clarity within three months, four months, uh, something usually has not been revealed, discussed. Someone is not being completely honest about what they're feeling. Usually, if you get that far along, 
granted, there are exceptions, like if somebody is long distance or somebody is, uh, you know, in a, a program at school or, you know, there are there are exceptions. But in general, that's why I said, you know, usually around 60 to 90 days, people will settle into exclusivity. Now, the question of who should ask if the relationship is official, I think I think you know me by now. I think you know what I'm going to say to this, that there are no gender roles. The only gender roles are there are no gender roles. <laughs> this is a challenging question, I know, because bucking the trend may mean if you are more traditional or you're dating someone more traditional, that they have their own ideas and expectations. And you may then be butting up against whatever story they're telling themselves based on what they learned from their parents, based on what they read in Jane Austen novels. I don't know. They're watching, they're watching Bridgerton. They're watching, you know, Queen Charlotte. I don't know. We all, we all have different inputs. So you have to take all of that into consideration. But what I do not want you to do is to make a determination based on a, quote, rule. A rule is not helpful to you. A tool is helpful. So I'm giving you the tools to be able to have your own experience, but I'm not going to make a rule about this. Oh, the man should do it. The woman should do it. No. If you're feeling it, I say, speak your truth. If you are really like, I don't want to see anybody else, say that. And like, can we just let go of the expectation or, and I'm not saying you're doing this, Sean, but, you know, sometimes we want to control the outcome, you know, and I've been through this myself as well, where, you know, I was like dating somebody. I wanted it to, re- I really wanted it to be something. I bravely shared where I was. They were like, no, <laughs> I can't do that. And then at least I knew. But we are afraid to say what's in our heart because we don't want the answer if the answer is going to be no. But what I want to convince you of today is that you do want the answer either way. If you're feeling it, even if the answer is, you know, thank you for sharing that with me. I don't know if I'm there yet, but I'm still in this and I really care about you and let's keep going. That's That's one very, very possible answer. Another very possible answer is, I'm so glad you said that. I've been feeling this for weeks and I was too afraid to speak up. But yes, I totally want to be exclusive with you. Or of course, there's a third. And what I got, no, I don't want, I'm I'm not into it. And now you have the information choose your path from there. As a general guideline, not a rule, this is probably not a conversation to have in the first two weeks because you're still in discovery. And that's why I said somewhere in the 60 to 90 days, because that's when you're kind of moving from that discovery and infatuation phase. Like Dr. Helen Fisher breaks down romantic love into three categories. First, there's lust then there's attraction, then there's attachment, right? Lust, attraction, attachment. So the lust is that all of the endorphins and the hormones and like that, those, all the feels that you get in the beginning. The attraction is I'm being pulled toward this person. I really want to spend more time with this person. I, 
I see them in my in my world right now. And attachment is like I am partnered and bonded with this person. And these happen on certain timelines generally. And it also correlates with changes that are happening in your brain as you're falling in love. But I'll save all that for a future episode now that you have clarity around what those timelines look like and now that you hopefully have the tools and the confidence to move forward towards the relationship that you want when you want it, you're brave enough to ask for it, and you're with the right person who really wants to be in that attachment phase with you too. Well, I told you it was going to be fun, didn't I? (laughs) This was episode 466 of Dates and Mates. If you have a question like Sean or like any of our listeners last week in our All Dear Demona episode, the DMs are open. Then they're open for questions and comments, as I just said. I've actually gotten some feedback from listeners over the years who've used the advice on the show and are saying that it worked, that they've met their partners and that they're going strong. And I love to hear stories like that, too. So don't be shy. DM me at Demona Hoffman on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or give me a call or send me a text 424-246-6255. We'll be back again next Tuesday with my friend and frequent collaborator, John. John Kim, a.k.a. The Angry Therapist. He's going to be talking about his new workbook, 31 Days of Single on Purpose. Until then, I wish you happy dating.